Hey there, I'm Matt Tommy, and over the last 10 years, I've helped thousands of Christian artists all over the world start thriving spiritually, artistically, and in the marketplace, while at the same time building my own super successful art business. If you're ready to bust through the roadblocks that have held you back for years, create the work you love, and really live the life you know God created you to live in His kingdom, then you're in the right place, my friend. Now with over a million downloads, you're listening to the Thriving Christian Artist Podcast. Well, hey, friends, welcome to another edition of the Thriving Christian Artist Podcast. Super excited to have uh, Rebecca Friedlander come back. Not many people, Rebecca, get to come back to the podcast. So welcome back again, my friends. So good to see you. Oh, what a blessing to be here. Thank you so much for having me on. Absolutely. Absolutely. For those folks that don't know, the Lord pulled both of us up by the bootstraps and relocated both of us here unbeknownst to each other to East Texas. And so now we're out here and uh, we got to come to your house not long ago and enjoyed a beautiful meal and see all the great things that are going on out there. So for those folks that are just kind of getting to know who you are and and what you do and all that, why don't you give us the the thumbnail sketch before we get into this new project? Oh, I'm a full-time minister and creative artist. And I produce films, write books, speak, and I'm currently uh, renovating a cabin and just about finished with building the first prayer cabin on some property that my father left me. So it's been a beautiful retreat space where people come and encounter the Lord. I was telling somebody the other day, uh, I was like, do you know Rebecca Friedlander? They're like, no. I'm like, they're like, what is she like? I said, she's kind of like the Joanna Gaines of the prophetic. I like, she's, <laughs> she's. <laughs> She does, you know, house renovation and building cabins, but she hears God's voice and teaches. This is great combination. So. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> it is. I mean, you you really have a beautiful gift of, of hospitality, but that hospitality, I think, is not only just in the environment, because you, you obviously love to create beautiful environments, but you're all about helping people to, to feel that sense of hospitality with God's presence and hear his voice. And I mean, that's, that's just kind of who you are. I mean, you know that about yourself, right? I mean, yeah, I love the Lord, really all three persons of the Trinity. So when people come into contact, sort of like the, the gate of the temple, that was the gate beautiful. It was a place where when the apostles showed up, when the Holy spirit showed up, it became a place of encounter. Yeah, uh, where they could encounter the presence of God. And so I love creating beautiful things, but bigger than that, for them to be places of encounter uh, yeah. where people can go, oh, I'm drawn in by beautiful uh, craftsmanship or artistry, just like you do, Matt, you know, but then it sort of has a Holy Spirit hook on it, right? You know, where it's like, oh, there's something else going on here yeah, that yeah. is a little bit deeper. Yeah, so good. So you spent... A lot of this year, uh, I don't know how many months, but over in the Celtic lands, shall we say, in general, and doing some of the cool things that you do. And you came out, of course, with a great new book and all of that called Abba's Heart, Embracing the Fierce Pursuit of God's Love. And um, I love it just in you know what I've seen you talk about a little bit um, online, just helping to give people this rhythm of prayer and rhythm to their life with the Lord, not only from them speaking to God, but also God speaking to them. So talk about this, this new book that you've got and, and how it came to be and, and, and what your hope is for that for, for folks that are watching. 
Oh yeah, sure. Well, I, I've been personally really wrecked by the love of the father, God. And it happened during a time when my earthly father was not in the picture. Mm. And so it, I think sometimes people struggle with really identifying with God as their father because maybe their earthly relationship with their parents has been either a mixed bag or they just have really not been able to connect with their earthly father in a healthy sure. way. And uh, of course, my story is I had a great father until I was about nine years old. And on Christmas Day, my whole family was in a terrible car accident and he sustained brain injury and Later, we found out after he came out of a two-week coma that he was um, not only had a lot of physical long-term injuries, but was really mentally um, and emotionally damaged. And mm. so my parents ended up separating. My dad was actually arrested for child abuse. Uh, it was pretty messy. Yeah, yeah. And then I didn't really see him very much throughout my teenage years, just, you know, for safety and um, good reasons, you know. But when I was in my early 20s, God really sent me some mentors that really helped me unpack forgiveness. And not only just forgiveness, but also emotional healing. Mm. And then encouraged me to reach out to my dad and send him my first music CD that I had been working on. And at first I was like, no, you know you don't know my dad, you know, and just was like, I don't want to put myself in a bad situation, but I would have these, these moments of encounter with God as my heavenly father. Mm. During that time, I remember I was in a passion play for a few years in Texas where every summer we did like 50 shows out under the stars. And I remember being part of the cast and I would slip backstage and listen during this one particular moment during the show. And it was where the Jesus character was on stage in Gethsemane. And he was in this moment of of agony, you know, just about to face the cross. And he would fall on his knees and say, Abba, Father. And I remember in my little 17-year-old heart, that made sense to me. Yeah. And I would just cry out, just, just all by myself backstage where no one could see me I'd just be like oh my father and I would cry out to God as my father and it put words to that cry in my soul Mm. and it wasn't like there was some big lightning bolt from heaven but I started to sense the presence of God in a really real way and just the comforting presence of the Holy Spirit and it was moments like that that God began to use to just rebuild my heart, to give yeah. me confidence, to do some things he put inside of me to do. And so fast forward to these years later, I finally decided to reach out to my dad. And I remember we started writing back and forth. And eventually uh, I had to go back to Wisconsin where he was living for a funeral. And we decided to meet in a little coffee shop. And I walked in and there was my dad. And it was like talking to a different person mm. than who I had remembered from wow. 10 plus years ago. He was tender and sweet and in love with Jesus. God had done a work in his heart. And so over the next couple of years, we kept communicating. And just to make this, to bring the story <laughs> together, I remember when he came to me and he said, I just want to clear the air and ask you to forgive me. Wow. I've sinned against you in the past. I've sinned against God. Will you forgive me? And mm. I was able to say to him, because of all the work I'd been doing. Yeah, you're laying heart, the foundation, right? You know? <laughs> and I was able to say, Dad, I already have forgiven you. Yeah. 
And that opened up about 12 years of just really lots of sweet moments with me and my dad. I helped move him down here, found this beautiful cabin for him to live in, and then was with him when he passed away a couple of years ago. And he left me his property. And that's the cabin that I have today. So all that to say, just (laughs) this love of the father is something very real to me. And so when it came to writing a book where I really wanted to create space for people to connect with the deep love of God and, and hear, you know, what are the key things that we need to hear from the father? And do we find those in scripture? We absolutely do. So just putting those into sort of phrases and words and prayers that we can sit with. That's what this book is about. I love that. And, you know, I think um, for all of us that have are kind of like, you know, sharing our journey with people and helping them to to live the life that God's called them to live in the kingdom. Um, a lot of times it is based on these encounters that we've had that, you know, with the Lord, with others that, you know, we didn't necessarily plan and you didn't, you know, necessarily have a recipe for it. Um, and a lot of times, you know, I can remember like listening to missionaries growing up or people coming to share their testimony at church and they had this incredible encounter, kind of like you're talking about right now with your with your dad. And the enemy can almost use that in our hearts going, well, you're never going to have anything like that or that happened to them, but not to you. And I love that you are all about, and I, I try to do the same thing. I like, how do we reverse engineer the heart of what's happened in this encounter that you had with the father and with your father in order to give people tools and a pathway to be able to experience that same sort of transformation uh, in your life. And I think that, you know, for all of us that are maybe on the more, uh, shall we say, spirit-filled side of things and, and charismatic free flow, freedom, you know, kind of end of things, we often discount uh, and people can often discount liturgy and structure and and rhythm to life uh, in, in, you know, preference to just kind of going with the flow and thinking that spontaneous encounters are the only way to, in, in, you know, experience the Lord, when in reality, He loves to use both. And I think that's what I love about what you're trying to do here is that you're giving people encounter with Jesus, but hey, there's some there's some things you can do. There's a rhythm that you can begin to adopt in your life that will make this, um, you know, a, a regular thing, uh, a regular environment in in your life. Yeah, absolutely. You know, the early Catholic saints had what they called a rhythm of prayer, mm. where they would pray written prayers you know, seven times a day, like the Psalms says, seven times a day. You know, I rise and and they took that to heart. And we still have some of their liturgy has been preserved, you know, 1500 years later. Wow. So this idea of creating space for prayer, even several times a day, or a place that we can go away and sit with the Lord, you know, for maybe a bit more of an extended period of time, or this idea of creating space, giving wings to our prayer life is beautiful. We just had a, a prayer meeting last night here at the cabin. We looked up, it was four hours later, and no one got bored. And no one was going, okay, you know, we just were about to fall asleep because we were engaging with him. We were all hearing from him and going there together. And that's part of what this book does. It engages your heart so that you're actually like, whoa, I I just need to, the biggest comment I get is I need to sit with this. 
Yeah. You know, this is taking me somewhere. And that's really where, you know, sometimes we pray and it's just kind of a discipline, you know, it's just part of us investing in that process. But I always love to find or create tools that help us really engage with the heart of God mm. so that it's like, mm, like our heart is engaging with him. Our heart is growing. Our heart is being fed. We're listening and receiving from him in that process. So, um, yeah, it becomes a beautiful thing. Yeah. You know, I know one of the things that um, we know is so important in identity is not only us talking to the Lord, but knowing what he says about us. And I know that that's one of the parts about this book that you've tried to be really intentional about is, hey, this is not a one way street here. We want to have, you know, hear God's voice in his heart for us and over our life. So talk about the kind of unique way you've you've put this together so that people can have that sort of two way conversation, if you will, with, with the Lord. Yeah, absolutely. So it's written, majority is written by me, but I also brought in a few good friends of mine. And some of those voices come from Ireland, Scotland, England, and Wales. So it really does have this beautiful pull from the Father's part from all over the world. Um, But then also we wrote all the praise in the first person of the Father speaking. So for instance, if I could just read a couple of lines, um, this one is one of my favorites. It's called Undivided Attention. And it says, child, you have my undivided attention. When you turn your gaze to me, I'm right here, ready to respond. I'm not too busy to give you my time or preoccupied with jobs to do. I'm completely aware of your need for my attention, and I give it freely. It's not a chore or a burden. It's a delight. Mm. So it's this affirmation from the voice of the Father. And of course, we find things in Scripture. So everyone has Scripture on the end that people can just look up and unpack for themselves. But I actually wrote some of these from doing word studies in the Scriptures and finding all these beautiful descriptive words in the Hebrew language Mm. that made you look at Scriptures you thought you knew and think, oh, no, his heart is a whole lot deeper. Let's unpack this some more. Yeah, yeah. Now, I know you're probably envisioning people using this in their own personal devotion time and that sort of thing. But just like you mentioned, you know, you're getting a group together and doing this as well. So, you know, folks that I work with, they're all, I, I always tell artists, I say, listen, doing a book study is like a great excuse to get people together. Just get them in the room, love on them, see what Jesus does. And so, uh, you know, would you see this book as something that could be a great for an individual, but also for a group to walk through if they wanted a journey like that together? Yeah. We've had testimonies already of, of, of moms reading it to their kids and, and all just, you know, snuggling up in a big chair or yeah. uh, with a cozy comforter and their kids start weeping. Mm. Um, we've had stories of, you know, we'll do it here at some of our spiritual retreats. We'll get a group of 20 people and then we'll take turns reading it just in the stillness of worship and around the room. And sometimes just these people just start to weep because mm. they needed a word. They needed a hug from their father, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's a great thing to unpack their 70s. So it's a 10 week study. There's a lot to do there, but, um, you could do it as like a 10 week group study. And just all read together and discuss what would be great for individuals to just sit with the Lord with as well. Yeah. Yeah. We all need to hear his voice and it never, you know, this is not one of those things. If you're watching or listening, like, Oh, I've done that. Or, Oh, I know what God says about me. No, listen, you got to rehearse it. (laughs) 
remember the deeds of the Lord, strengthen yourself in the Lord, right? You got to continue to allow his presence to inform and renew and infuse uh, itself into every part of our being. And I'm just so glad that that you've taken the time to create a great resource for, like this for, for folks all over the world. Uh, do you... Do you plan to do an audio version of this? Because I know you're so multimedia and, and all that thing. Do you, do you see an audio version coming as well? And Yes, it's already been created and submitted to Audible. So nice. it'll be online shortly and on iTunes and all that. So um, yeah, I did reading plus some background music. So it's really good to just sit and soak too. Yeah, yeah. As well. Yeah. So good. Well, Rebecca, yeah. where can folks, I know they can go to your website, but for those folks that don't know, we'll put it in the, the description and all that on YouTube and on the podcast, but where can folks go to, to grab the book and audio book and all that when it comes out? Yeah, absolutely. Amazon, great place. Just look for Abba's Heart, Embracing the Fierce Pursuit of God's Love. And I also have a gift book with some Abba anointing oil and just kind of a package. You can find that on my website at uh, yes. RebeccaFriedlander.com. Awesome. We'll put both of those on there so that folks can get it. But thank you for the unique way that you're serving the body of Christ and, and just really bearing an, the image of the Father and everything that you're doing. It's just, uh, it's wonderful. It's inspirational. Every time I look at what you're doing, I'm like, I need to be doing more. And then I'm like, no, I need to be doing what I'm doing. And she needs to be doing what she's doing. <laughs> we'll all be in the rhythm of what we need to do in the kingdom. So we, we love you, my friend. Thanks for being on today and, and sharing the good stuff that's happening in your world. Oh, thanks so much. Hey, thanks so much for spending a few minutes with me today on the podcast. Listen, I hope it's been a huge encouragement to you on your journey as an artist. Hey, also, before you leave, make sure to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss any of the other episodes of the Thriving Christian Artist Podcast. And also, be sure to connect with me on Facebook, Instagram, or at my website, which is matttommymentoring.com. Until next time, remember, you were created to thrive. Bye-bye.